Well, it's been a few months since the election and you're just really wanting to hear some politics that you can't find anywhere. Nobody talks about that stuff anymore. November's over. Well, maybe you're needing some of that hard-hitting media that folks just can't seem to produce. Maybe you're needing to find out where the best lanes in town are. No, you know what it is? You need some better beef jerky reviews where you come to the right place on the Politics, Bowling, and Jerky podcast. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. This is the Punch, Bunch, and Jams, baby. Let's go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Punch, Bunch, and Jams podcast, and this is the final episode of all time. Uh, we're not going to do this anymore. We're tired of each other. We're tired of doing anything like this. And uh, so I hope you enjoy this. And uh, we can Your just last two raw. That's it. Last two raw. And we go on to bigger and better. Hopefully, uh, Cody can move on to another podcast and I will uh, get on with my life. So, uh, with that it's, said, it's about time. It, it's about time. And with that said, with, with, with that said, April Fool's. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how long we were going to go with that, but I, I, I had to. It was funny. Uh, yeah, this, this morning I text <laughs> this morning I text Clay, and I was like, "Dude, I, I just I don't have time for to do the podcast anymore." And he was like, "Are you kidding me?" And then I just sent him a <laughs> uh, like a meme or something. It said April Fool's, and he was like, "God, you got me." <laughs> Uh, there, there might have been some more colorful language, but we won't leave. One. Right, we'll just keep that to ourselves. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but no, like we we ain't going nowhere. Knock on wood. So, uh, but I, I'll let Clay describe what we're going into today because that's what he does. Yeah. So tonight we're going to talk about several topics. We we may not have long discussions on each one, but we've got several sports that we're going to talk about. First off, you know we're going to talk some NASCAR tonight. We're going to talk some NFL. We're going to talk Major League Baseball today as we record. There's going to be baseball being played. It is opening day. We're back in action. But first, we're going to talk some NCAA basketball. So, Cody, I'm going to let you get started and let you hit this because you know more about it than I do for sure. But we're both proud, I know, for just even making it to the Sweet 16, and it looks good for the future. So, Cody, go nuts. Yeah, Clay Dodd, I – I think I listened back to the episode with P Shuck and I believe I said, you know, sweet 16, I would be, honestly, I would, I would be pretty happy with a sweet 16. And, and both of y'all were like giving me crap. You were like, no, you got to pick us to win it all. And I was like, damn it. Maybe I should have, <laughs> but I, I just had a feeling that, you know, sometimes the pressure just gets to a team and it, it looked like Alabama played so tight against Iona they came out against Maryland and played really loose and then against UCLA, they just let UCLA dictate that game and and the pace of the game was not where a Nate Oaks team wants to be. But, you know, kudos to UCLA. I, I don't think it's a fluke that they've won five games so far and everybody else has only won four. You know, they're in the final four now. And speaking of that, you got Gonzaga, who looks like they're unstoppable, beating everybody by 20 points. On the other side of the bracket, you got Baylor and Houston. So, Baylor, to me, seems like the better team. So, I, I think right now I've got Gonzaga beating Baylor. I just don't see how anybody can stop Suggs and Gonzaga and their post players. And if you watch Gonzaga play basketball, it is just every pass is so crisp. Like, the movement they have in their offense is, is basically unguardable. And – What's scary is I don't even think they've played their best basketball this year. I just – it kind of reminds me of Alabama football where 
sometimes he seems like they can go through the motion and still beat you by four or five touchdowns. Yeah, they've you definitely know, got the talent to do so. And that, like you said, that offense that they're running is is fun to smooth, watch, man. Fun to watch. You know, and speaking of college basketball, the you know something I was hoping was an April Fool's joke by the University of North Carolina. Roy Williams steps down, and I was like, normally I wouldn't care, but there's a coach that's in Tuscaloosa that's probably the hottest name in college basketball right now. And Cecil Hurt of Tuscaloosa News, if you don't know who that is, and I'm honestly, I'm shocked you even listen to our podcast, but um, <laughs> Cecil Hurt was wrote an article saying that Nate Oates has to listen to North Carolina. I mean, you just have to, right? I mean, North Carolina is what? Basically like the Ohio State of, of basketball compared to football. Like they're a, a top three program of all time, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely top three. The, what would you say? Them, Kentucky, and Kentucky Duke? And Kansas. Kansas. Duke, yeah. Kansas, Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina. Those are the the four basketball powers in my mind. You know, you can say UCLA, but to me it was it was Coach Wooden and that was it. I, you know, but, I mean, heck, Duke's had Coach K, but uh, Kansas has won with multiple coaches. North Carolina's won with multiple coaches. Kentucky has – there, to me, Kentucky's the biggest name in college basketball. But, I mean, when North Carolina calls, you have to listen. That would be like a Texas in football or a USC in football. Hey, those names are schools that you have to answer. You have to take that call and at least listen. And, you know, who knows? I don't think he leaves. But you never know. I mean, what if he goes into Chapel Hill and, oh, there's Michael Jordan sitting down at the board talking to him? I actually like, go to Chapel Hill at the end of the month, and I think I'll just go up there and uh, see if I can't just mess some things up or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, everybody was like, well, the buyout's $12.5 million. And I'm like looking, I'm like, <laughs> hey, MJ's worth like $1.5 billion. I, I think he can swing that if he really wants a coach. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, don't, that I don't think money's an object for like Michael Jordan and a school that's probably had top five most, uh, you know, contracts as far as the NBA players of all time. I, I feel like if they want a coach, they could. Money's not an object for. I don't think money's an object for Alabama, but regardless of how high I think of Alabama's program and where it's going. North Carolina is one of those schools that just recruits itself. I mean, it's the Jordan lo- the Jordan brand. Like, like that logo still is the most – that and the Nike logo are the most recognizable logos in sports. So, I mean well, – you, uh, You've mentioned um, as far as coaching changes and you've mentioned mm-hmm. Texas. What about what they did today? I thought that was incredible. I was – I was texting uh, Josh Clackler and and well, that's incredible by itself, right? I mean that it was legible. Um, but me, me and him have always really liked Chris Chris Beard and what kind of program he has at Texas Tech, and I think that Texas has one of the best, in in my eyes, one of the best coaching combos, football basketball in the country. You know, I mean, Sarkeesian and Beard, that's two. Like, they improve their coaching abilities in both sports so much because I think Shaka Smart is 
one of the most overrated coaches of all time. I think Tom Herman was that. And now they've got two coaches in there that I feel like are, you know, I feel like that that Coach Beard can have them in the Sweet 16 next year. And I feel like Sarkeesian could, you know, compete for the Big 12 championship this year. And who knows if uh, everything breaks right, they could be in the college football playoff. So, uh, but anyway, I've got back to the topic at hand. I, I know we got down a rabbit trail, but I say we, I mean me. I feel like Gonzaga cuts down the nets uh, Monday night. So, yeah, well, what about you? You got the same. You got Gonzaga over well, Baylor. Is, got four teams in there right now, and I don't have any faith in uh, UCLA as far as getting that done. I, I will say that the last two games UCLA has played, mm-hmm. the other team couldn't hit a free throw for nothing, and that's that's a, one of those things that will kill you. And it's we always see it every March. We see that we see a team that should go further. And they just start missing the basics. They start missing the fundamentals. And that happened, you know, in the Sweet 16 form and also in the Elite Eight. And so, yeah, I mean, Gonzaga, I don't see them unless just something terribly goes wrong and they're just off because that's what you pretty much have to hope for if you're playing Gonzaga with that offense is that they're just simply off, that they're just not hitting the shots and it's an off night for them. And that at that you can keep up with. But then on the other side, I don't trust Baylor and I don't trust Houston. Yeah. So I don't see anybody that's going to get them. I would. It would be one of the bigger upsets. What do you think that line is going to be, Clay? Like twelve and a half for the Gonzaga UCLA game? It's already out. It's uh, it's around ten. Oh wow. It's around ten. Wow. That's a low number in my mind. I wonder if that's because of the way UCLA plays. I don't. I don't know. It seems like every game they've played in the tournament has been their pace. You know what I'm saying? Like Gonzaga is going to want to try to score 85 or 90. That's right. So they want to move fast and they want to they want to score as they want to stretch out their lead as quickly as possible. I know that's that sounds a whole lot like coach speak. Yeah, but no, I mean it's it's really not. I mean you've got some schools like Virginia. They like to you know you know, like a boa constrictor, you know, they want that lead six to eight points where it feels like it's 25, you know? Right. Where Gonzaga, they're like, hey, you you can score, you know, every other possession, but we're going to make a shot every time down the floor. I mean, and if you look at their turnover ratio, it's just incredible. Like, I think the most turnovers they've had in in this postseason has been nine, which is nothing. I mean, that's not a lot in college basketball, so. Right. So let's move on from college basketball. Let's talk about a sport that actually got started today, and that is Major League Baseball. So opening days today, and I know there's been several games played, but I really want to go down and get some predictions for the entire season. Obviously, the games today will not matter. By the time we get to October, we won't even care who won on opening day. There's, you know, 162-game season, and a lot can change. But this season – it's, it's kind of weird the way they have the scheduling this season with the fact that all the teams, for the most part, are playing a – the way it breaks down with divisional opponents, you play one divisional opponent almost 20% of your schedule before the end of May. And then all of a sudden you turn around and you, play, they, you may not play them again until September. August. Yeah, yeah it, it's a really weird schedule that they come out with this year. 
it's also been changed a little bit because of the fact that we did start on four one, and you know, you, I call it the old typewriter effect. We do the same thing in college football where we keep inching forward every year on the date because of the way the calendar falls. And then we have to do that reset. So this is the reset year to where we move back to 4-1. Next year it'll be, you know, March 31st, and it keeps moving forward. With doing that, you lose a week. You know, last year I think we started off, we were supposed to start off, excuse me, we were scheduled to start off around 324 maybe, 325. And so we're a full week behind, which cuts down your off days. That cuts out a week of off days. And what that does with this season, a lot of teams are playing like a two-and-a-half-week stretch before the All-Star break with no off day in the middle of it. So it's a condensed version. It don't feel like it because you're looking at a full six-month schedule. But overall, you don't get as many off days as you did in years past. And so I think, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if that affects anybody, see if that really matters what you go down the road, injuries and things like that start to pile up. You know, you get some of those rain, rained out games where you have to make them up later in the year. A lot of doubleheaders like in the store, man. A lot of doubleheaders. And, you know, they're keeping the doubleheader rule this year where it's a seven-inning doubleheaders. Which, which I don't them. mind that. I think that's that's fine to me. I totally agree. I, I like it. And I like the uh, the postseason rule. Or, not, excuse me, not postseason, the extra innings rule with putting somebody on second. Now, I wish that they put them on first. I think it's actually a more competitive game if you put them on first instead of on second. But I like having a base runner out there. That way it's not just dragging on. I'm not a huge fan of 19 inning games myself. I like baseball, but I don't want to stay up for four hours watching it. Well, it might be more than four. Eh? It's got to be six yeah, hours, five, seven six, hours. Two full games. Well, that's, that's a lot of baseball. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of baseball. So, Clay, give me your – Give me your one shocking prediction that you have. It could be an MVP. It could be a Cy Young. It could be a team that makes the playoffs that I don't believe, or could it, it could be a team that doesn't make the playoffs. What's one big shocking prediction you have, Clay? Well, I'm going to go ahead and go on limb, and I know I know uh, that Josh Clackler is going to give me mm. crap on this one because he is all about them, just with everybody else in the country and that is the Padres. They're everybody out there. You know, the last few years it's been the White Sox, including me. Last year I thought the White Sox would get more done. They come out strong in a shortened season. They came out in the first half and was just, you know, going gangbusters. And then they turn around the second half start falling apart. I think they actually used that and hopefully we'll get something going together this year. But as far as that same style, as far as being over-hopped, over you know, anticipated. I think the Padres fall hard. And I think – You don't think they make the playoffs? I think, you know, we went back down to a 10-team playoff system. We moved away from the 16 teams. Which sucks. And I so really like that. I do too because it, it – gets more, more cities involved. And it gets more uh, competitiveness towards the end of the season. You don't have that last month where – You know what's going to happen for the most part. Right. You you could almost cut that out. Well, this season, you know, we're back to that old-timey baseball pretty much with that system. Mm-hmm. So, I think they make the playoffs. I don't think they're – I mean, there's a lot of folks, Cody, they are calling for a little win the World Series. I mean, there's, there's a lot of folks. And 
I think that Tatis is very good. I know he's getting paid well, at least uh, in the future, not really this year. The, the way his contract's set up, it's really weird to where it's very backloaded, and that just doesn't make sense to me. But anyways, I know that he's really good. They've got Machado on the team that is another $300 million man. I mean, we that's the only team in the league that's got two $300 million players, right? Yes. But what you do there is you cut down on other talent. And if those two guys are having off night on the same night, you're done. There, there's nobody else going to do anything. And so I think that if they make the playoffs, they barely squeak in. And it's it's right on the edge. comes down to the last day. Hmm. Well, that's kind of crazy because I'm <clears> – <throat> I kind of in the belief that you're in the division with the Dodgers, so that's a lot of losses right there. So I feel like that's I'm kind of they. I think they're going to be a wild card team, but I don't I don't know if if they're going to have. I don't know, and correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if they're going to have all the pitching you need to go up against the Dodgers. I agree. So I. I agree. Um, going into that, Clay, go ahead and give me all your winners for your divisions and then break it down into who you have winning the okay. uh, World Series and everything. So each division and then right, the World so Series. You want to do AL or NL first? And we'll Let, give each of us, if you don't mind, we'll give yeah. our winner as we yeah, go. Do NL first. NL? Well, um, you know, here's the thing. The Braves are loaded. We know that. They've got to get it going, though. They've got to quit playing down to the level of the competition. And I think they can do that. It's just going to take a little bit of really nudging. It may take them having to go on a streak to get moving. But I think the Braves get the NL East. Well, I know it's one game, but the approach at the plate has to change for most of the Braves hitters. They're wanting to do, you know, bloop and a blast. That's what our offense is as a Braves fan. Like, I feel like if we don't hit home runs, Clay, we're just not going to win. And that's not a good way to live. And that that is Major League Baseball in a nutshell. Yeah, but I I really feel like it when, when Acuna and Albies and Dansby are at their best, they're going opposite field hitting doubles and they're not worried about power because the power is going to come if you're swinging at the right time. I mean, you don't like just try to hit, like if everybody had Freddie Freeman's approach, I would be hard pressed to find out that the Braves would lose more than 40 games a year, but they're just so young and they swing for the fences every time. And I know that's, that's what's sexy and that's what sells, but man alive, it, it's nice just when when your player gets an opposite field double or you know fights off an O two count and you know goes into right field or into left field for a left hand about. It's just nice to see those things, but mm-hmm. uh, to me, I'm still going to take the Braves. I might regret it later. I just I don't I don't see. I don't see how you can hold that offense down for 162 games. Like, I just feel like 100 games is just in order this year for the Braves. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it's 
they've got the talent. Now, I will say this. There is a there is a factor that I, I feel like will hurt the Braves, and it goes along with exactly what you're talking about with them hitting bombs or going home pretty mm-hmm. much. And that is the fact that the ball got changed this year. I mean, it's been public that the you know Major League Baseball is trying to get away from the home run, you know, six home run games. They're trying to get it more to uh, strategy, uh, older baseball, and not not quite to that point, but they are doing some measures because they've never admitted it, but they've juiced the balls. I mean, I think it's pretty easy to see the last three to four years. The balls have been changed. They've been altered to where they're putting up home runs because it's the same old thing up until last year when you couldn't have any fans, but it's the same old, uh, you know, the the theory of defense wins championships, offense sells tickets. Everybody wants to see a lot of runs. They don't want to see boring one nothing ball games. They want to see 10-8. to eight. They want to see 10-9. They don't want to see the other. Well, I think it got too far out of hand. I think that Major League Baseball started looking at the scores and thinking, okay, this is getting ridiculous. This is – we've got to throttle this back a little bit. And they've been public with the fact that they have changed the ball this year. And so I think that will hurt some teams that are relying on the, you know, the old college basketball team that can only hit the threes. And all of a sudden they get off on the threes and they can't do anything. It's the same thing in baseball. If you can't put up runs – you know, and you're re- relying on that because your pitching is not that great or your your fielding is just not that great, it's not that smooth, then you're going to have problems. Now, they're going to have to overcome that, but I think with the team that they have, they can. And I think that they've got the talent to make some good decisions. I think that, and you correct me if I'm wrong, that the two young guys who are veterans at this mm-hmm. point in – you know, uh, Acuna and, and mm-hmm. Albie, those guys have to not make such bonehead mistakes. Well, Acuna, he kind of reminds me of Tua in the sense of he has so much confidence in his talent that sometimes he, he gets lax in areas. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, Albie's to right. me is he never lacks in effort or – anything like that. He just, I think he sees Acuna with all the headlines and he's like, I can hit home runs too, man. But no, man, you're, you're a left-handed batter that we're, when he bats left-handed, he should never try to hit for power. And when he's batting right-handed, he should hit for power. Like he should always be a slap, not a slap hitter, but a gap to gap hitter left-handed. And he just never, stays true to that. He always tries to go for the for the home runs and you know, and that's fine at some point in the game when you need them or it's a 2-0 or a 3-0 count. But when it's one and two, you got to choke up and go the other way, man. Yeah, there is something to be said about getting on that, base. That helps. You know, just getting on base. I mean, that's really yeah. big. I mean, just just the simple fact of it gets it gets a pitch count up or you know, That's just right. it gets, or it gets that pitcher worried. He's having to watch first mm-hmm. base now, and, and he just makes a mistake that, about a two-inch mistake that caused them the game. You know, That's but. right. And I think that with them being older now, they've had a, once another mm-hmm. year to you know mature. I think you'll start seeing those guys really using their talent and and being consistent right. with it. And 
So, yeah, I think we're both in agreement. Atlanta's they've got the driver's seat to get it done in the East. What about the Central? Who are you thinking the Central? Mm, I, I guess I'll take the Cardinals. I mean, this is an ugly division, and I think that if the Cardinals don't get it done, something's wrong. Getting a huge piece like they did during the offseason with getting Arenado, that was just huge, And but you've got to do something with it. And, you know, today they came out, I think they put up 11 runs, and so they come out strong. They put out, I think they put up like six or seven in the first couple of innings. So they came out fast, and then they kind of took the throttle off. Now they scored another four. But you know they've got the they've got the guys there, and I know that their pitching mm-hmm. isn't that great. But at the same time, a lot of folks put a ton of thought into pitching, and pitching is huge to me when it gets down to October. But you've got to get there, and part of getting there is making contact with the ball, and they can do it. They've got some hitters. Well. Another thing that it's just – it depends on who the Cardinals play in the postseason. But if they play the Braves, I, I pretty much know it's a loss. Like, the yeah. the Cardinals have the Braves number for whatever reason, you know, so. Yeah, I got you. So, moving on from the Central, what about the West? Let's go out there. Now, obviously – Today was just bad. Anybody that's listening to this on Friday morning, we're recording this Thursday night, and I can tell you I was physically sick watching the way that my Dodgers played today. But they've still – I mean, it's one game. It's just opening day. It's that trophy hangover and get – you know, they got to get back on track, and once they do, they're fine. But just – I mean, how do you have a home run and a guy – a team leader – like Justin Turner, who is on first base and takes off to second and can't keep up with the ball. I mean, something simple. And freaks out, turns around, runs back to first and causes the home run to become a double. Right. And, you know, we get out. But just stupid mistakes, things like that. I was – I tell you, I know Kershaw gave up some runs today, but that was probably the best that he has looked as far as healthy – and hitting the ball, he had a uh, a single, and just different things like that that I've seen him, out of him in a long time. So I was happy to see that he was actually – he's got to get his control back. He was giving up some stupid walks and some, and some bad hits. But overall, I felt decent about him. I think that the middle of our rotation is better than anybody in the league, personally. Yeah. I mean – one thing I really like in that Western – the Western division, Clay Dodd, is mm-hmm. just how many stars there are. And I think that's what – I think that's what baseball needs. And that that Dodgers-Padres rivalry is going to be so intense, man. And it's going to be middle of the season heavy. That's kind of goes back to what I was talking about, the way the the – the schedules are this year with the way the algorithm come out for them to place the schedule. Mm-hmm. I guess not algorithm, but matrix that they use. Well, you're using a really big word right now. <laughs> well, it, I mean, it's, it comes down to everybody has the same matrix and it just kind of, you can see how it flows. They like, I think they rotated a week on each team and it kind of, you can see a pattern is what I'm right. getting at. So 
But the way this schedule comes out, the Padres and the Dodgers are real middle of the season heavy. So around the All-Star break, around 4th of July, you know, middle of June, and then all the way into the middle of August, you're going to get a heavy dose of summertime baseball with the Dodgers and the Padres, and it's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. It is. It's the To me, it's the biggest story in baseball this year. I mean, it's it's not and, even like – that close I think that yeah. that um I don't know that storyline can they overtake the you know the the dark lord the sith or whatever I don't know star wars I'm trying to <laughs> trying to be all cool and stuff and I don't have anything in my star wars you know the empire I don't I don't know the evil empire I don't know what I'm talking about uh and yes I'm yeah, calling yeah. your dodgers evil um That's but cool. I mean what's crazy is I don't really like the Padres either. <laughs> like it, either one of those teams, like I'm good with somebody else winning it, but I, I mean, I know the Diamondbacks and the Rockies have no chance. And we were so – and last year during the short season, we were so on the Padres. Like, I mean, we were having fun with it when Tatis was hitting grand slams up four runs and or five, whatever it was, it was beating them pretty big. And we were just on them, man. We were, they were fun to watch. And I just – I guess it's contrarian thinking, but I'm just – I don't want to see them win because I'm like, well, they're in the same well, division as my team and also everybody. that I don't – I don't know. I, I like – I like them. I like the Padres players, but I don't like all the attention that they're they're getting that I don't think they deserve yet. Does that make sense? Look. Yeah. And I can tell you, I don't like Manny Machado for anything. Mm-hmm. I never have. And there's a there's an Oriole – that actually just every spring where my truck sets at work, he just destroys everything he can destroy. I'm talking like he fights himself in the mirrors and the windows, any on the bumper because it's chrome. He fights himself all spring long. And his name is Machado because he just mm-hmm. sucks and I can't stand him. <laughs> and, and I mean, it just that tells you how bad I don't like this guy. I've named a bird after him because he was once an Oriole. And I want to kill this Oriole. Just can't do mm-hmm. it. Can't catch him. I've tried. But as far as the two wild card teams in the NL, who have you got? Um, got the Padres because obviously, obviously the Dodgers yeah. are my winner. So I got the Padres, and I'm I'm in between the the Phillies and the Cubs right now, and I think I'm gonna go Phillies. I got you. I think that that's some good picks. I, you know, I said earlier you were asking me who I was against or, you know, like something, a take. You a hot take, for a yeah. take. And I said the Padres, that the Padres would either barely make the playoffs or they'd, they'd miss it by just mm-hmm. a, a couple games. I think that they will get that one of those wild card spots. But I think the other two teams that could really push them is the Mets, believe it or not. I actually feel like they've made some moves, especially with giving uh, Francisco Lindor $341 million. Well, but I think that they're going to have one of those years where it's like they really don't have a lot of pieces. I just feel like they're going to do something. And I think they're going to push for a wild card spot. The other team is in the Central. And it's just because the rest of, you know, you've got five teams in the division. 
we we talked about the Cardinals, and they've got all the pieces to be the best in that division. They don't have all the pieces, I don't think, to win a championship, but they've got them all to be there to win their division. But as far as somebody else in that division that can step up and be number two, maybe, maybe Milwaukee. Yeah, I, I, I forget about Milwaukee and that they exist, not only in baseball, but in the whole country. Like, like I just right. forget they exist. Right. Like, I'm like, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, the Milwaukee, that is a real place. <laughs> like, those are people up there. <laughs> All right. So, let's move on to uh, the AL East. Okay. Yankees. Yeah, the Yankees are loaded. The Yankees, I will say that Tampa Bay is going to push them hard. Blue Jays are going to push hard also. <laughs> the Red Sox, the however, will not. Year. Yeah, the Red Sox and the Orioles. I think it's the just... Red Sox now. Is, I think that's officially been their name change the last couple of years. <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> it's just the Red Sox. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> you know, they're just – What is wrong with them? The Yankees like, is it, are loaded. Are they just doing a complete, like, Atlanta Braves seven, eight years ago? Like, just get rid of everybody, tear it all down, and build it back up? Why no, do they, they do it? They've got a – you know, they've got a ton of money, but even with a ton of money – you get in some stupid situations, like for instance, this year he let Mookie uh, Betts go. <laughs> a pitcher. Well, you've got Mookie on t- on Dodgers. You've also, when you sent Mookie to the Dodgers, you also sent David Price, and David Price he's is a, in the bullpen. He's a fancy and he's guy getting, there, probably. Well, he's he's in the bullpen. Yeah, he's not even in the rotation. And David Price is getting money from the Dodgers and from the Red Sox. The Red Sox are on on the note. They're having to pay part of his salary. He's getting a lot of money. The Dodgers are paying him a salary. Their portion is a bullpen portion. The other half is coming from the Red Sox. They've made stupid mistakes, stupid moves with contracts, and they were too loaded up on one year. And when that year came around, they lost everybody, and they lost the key pieces. So they're taking a step back, and it's going to take some rebuilding. They're not doing – I don't think that their farm system is that good. No. And they're going to have to make some better moves. Right. Well, one thing about one thing about the Red Sox that has always kind of I don't know, not bothered me, but it's it's almost like I, I equate it to Auburn kind of like they'll beat the Yankees every now and then or like they'll win a World Series and then you know they're they're happy for like seven or eight years, <laughs> and like the even though like yeah. the Yankees yeah. haven't been winning like their fans want, like the Yankees are always mad like if they don't win it. You know what I'm saying? Like the Red Sox, yeah. like oh we got a taste of it in '04 and you know '11 or whatever the other years they won it. Like the but like when they're not, they're like hey at least we finished ahead of the Yankees. Like if that ever happens, you know what I'm saying? Like. That drives me yeah. crazy about the Red Sox. Like, you you should want to yeah. be the Yankees as far as, like, they should want to be as good as the Red Sox. Like, quit as a Red Sox yeah. fan. Don't just say, hey, at least we're, we, we're better than them this year. Try to be the best every year. Right. Like, that kind of reminds me of the Dodgers. Like, the Dodgers fan base was not happy with losing in the World Series every, there, every year, you know? I think right. if they didn't win right. last year – there would have been a new manager. I just do. I think. Well, I, I think. It, Dave I Roberts think it would, guy would have who, just become stale. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's the. I mean, honestly, is 
Dave Roberts is a great man. Or I say he's great. I, I use that he, word loosely. He's a good manager who has got a loaded team, and he had to get over the hump. He did, but at the same time, he's got to follow that up. I mean, we and it's like you said, the Red Sox are in a position they could be the Yankees because they've got the same amount of money. They've got a just a. I don't even think the bottom of the account is there. I think it's just loaded and it never stops. And they've got the tradition. They've got the following. They Every sell game. out on Tuesdays. You know, they they play a game on aUesday at one Them and the Cubs sell out every game, you know. They're loaded. Well, every single game. They don't you look at you look at a uh Cubs, Red Sox, uh Dodgers on a Tuesday at one PM and then look at a team like the Rays we'll on Sunday evening. Fans, maybe. And it's and it yeah, it's not even close. And that's on the prime day. And I call the Braves weekend fans because, honestly, like, I'm not just saying this. Like, it's – it's Atlanta's horrible as far as traffic, you know? Like, I, I get yes. not wanting to be, like, out in it all the time. But when you're in Boston and, like, that's just what you do, man. When you're in Chicago, like, that's what you do. You go to Cubs games. You go to Red Sox, you go to – and I think the Yankees struggle with that too. You know, and the Dodgers have the, you know, the fourth inning crowd, you know, because, you know, their traffic's so bad. But, like, Boston and Chicago, they don't worry about traffic because they're already there. Like, they're they're there. So, you know, they, they always have the money. So, uh, yeah, it's what not- about the AL Central? No, well, did you pick the Yankees too? Well, yeah, Yankees is is the team, and it's simply because they're loaded mm-hmm. as far as roster. Now, I think Aaron Judge yeah, is going to step up. He's going to have to stop. What three strikeouts? He, let's be honest, he had re- really one solid year, and he has limped off of that crutch ever since. He's going to have to step up because he has a talent. He's got the bat. He's going to have to step up and play. As far as the AL Central, I think that the team. I mentioned this while ago. The team that I have been on high on the last few years and they keep letting me down. I think they finally got the pieces in place. The the guys on the roster are a little older. They're not all rookies. And that is the White Sox. I think the White Sox finally put things together and make a run and win this division. Well, what do you think about the Strohs? I know they're in the West, but like what do you think about the Strohs? Because I just got a text from Michael Luker and he said it's gonna be really hard. To watch the Astros this year, what what do you think about that? I hope they match. I, mean, the I, I do too. That they are, and yeah. I got the White Sox going too. Uh, I, got, I, I got the White Sox me. going there. And it's abs- it's absolutely nothing against Luke. I promise you. I, I mean, I, I don't have anything against the guy, but his team sucks, and I hope that. It wouldn't bother me a bit to watch them lose every single game. They go zero and one sixty two. Um, I think that what they – I will never get over what they did. And I, I actually explained this to somebody at work today. Somebody asked me, like, what – do you have a problem with cheating in baseball? And I told them – and I can't remember what – there was a manager back in the 80s, and I can't remember who it was, but I always remember the quote, and that is, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. And what he meant by that was not hitting a garbage can 
what he meant by that was, okay, I moved the pine tar just a little bit closer than I'm supposed to. Or, you know, I, I did something, just something small player wise, you know, you're trying to get an edge. You're trying to get just a little bit, a little bit, a half step quicker than the other team. Okay. The Astros are not the same. They were using things off the field to cheat. And that is not the same thing. If you got a guy, I've said this on the goal 60 multiple times. If you have a guy, if you got a runner on second base and he is in line with the catcher and the pitcher and he's sitting there getting signs and he's tell, he's making a sign to his batter what it is. I am totally okay with that. To me, if you're not doing mm-hmm. that, you're not being a good teammate. You're trying to get your teammate an edge. That is different than somebody in the dugout or somebody in the locker room watching film and stealing signs and making some sort of gesture or noise or signal for that batter to get the pitch. That is totally, in my book, totally different, right. and I will never I mean, forget it. They're my least favorite team in sports right now, other than, you know, the obvious. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so I guess uh, let's talk about the West since we're on that. I mean, it says it's on our mind. So, in the West, who do you have? Would I be crazy to take the Angels? No, not at all. I Personally, I think the A's are better. I think the A's are going to be the team to beat. But the Angels are a close second. And then I think we have to see what the – the asterisks do, and when they actually, you know, if they get going, the thing about the Astros is they still got talent. They still got a team. They still got guys who, you know, as much as I don't like Correa, uh, he's dang good at what he does, and he's a he's a ball player. And Alex Bregman can't stand him. Couldn't stand him when he was, you know, when I found out he's from LSU and how his personality is. I can't stand him then. Can't stand him now for sure since I've been I can't stand Altuve. He's my but least But at the same time, ever. Altuve is so fake. He's horrible. Funny. That's just a fact. He's not even like he's close really to good. And um, those two guys, Bregman and Altuve, I've, if those two guys ever get in the Hall of Fame, it's going to be hard for me to watch baseball ever again. And I love it. And that's just – that's me. Other people may get over it. A.J. Hinch should never step on the field again. And the fact that he has a job at the Tigers is just a slap in the face, personally. And I don't – that I say that with I don't blame the Tigers because they needed somebody. And A.J. Hinch is good at what he does. By the way, I found a baseball card I had of his the other day. I threw it away. Good. Because I just That'd I have no reason to have it. It's just I had a I had a bazooka, nineteen ninety three bazooka gum USA team, and he was on that team. And I just seen the name, I, I read it, I threw it away. I have nothing for that. But AJ Hinch is he's just like what I said about Correa. He's good at what he does. And that just kills me because I want the guys who did the most to our sport to suffer, and they're not. They're really not. And I can't – if Bregman and Altuve go to another team, I 
God help. I, I really hope they do not ever go to the Dodgers. And I don't think they will because I think that would just be a an outcry from supporters. They wouldn't deal with it. So I don't think the team will ever sign them because it was against the Dodgers when they did all this. But I don't – I will never pull for a team that those two are on. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, for sure. No matter where they're at because I feel if they get picked up – Kind of like Cam Newton. I don't care where he's yeah, at. I hope he never does that's well. That's right. That's right. I mean, I'm not going to pull for the Patriots because Cam's there. If those two, if one of them goes to the Royals, I will pull against the Royals every single game. Yeah. Kansas City, I don't, I don't like you no more. No. And, yeah, I just – I think the A's are the better team there. The Angels have a shot. Okay. I think Otani gets back at it. Okay. Then um, that's my – Hot take. I'm going to take the Angels in the West. I like it. I like it a lot. I think the Angels. I think Mike Trout they... deserves it eventually, right? Like, oh. Absolutely. I hope he gets it. I hope Mike Trout gets one. I really do. And I I think that was kind of one of the things last year when he signed that big contract. It was kind of like, oh, no. You know, like, man, we don't know what's going to happen in a decade. But it don't look good right now. Mm-mm. And that Albert now, Pujols, that Albert Pujols contract, man, that was just awful. That's what got. Oh, them. it's terrible. That's what got them. I he's, think he's still, you know, on that contract, and he's still got what two more years of it. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's still a long time. It's like it's not that Bobby Bonilla contract. <laughs> Genius contract what for him. Awesome day. Wow. But now. I will say this, that as many – it looks like we're headed to, in the next couple of years, honestly, every team is going to have a $300 million man. I mean, that just seems like that is the way that we're moving towards. Mm-hmm. I think that somebody like Acuna is going to get a big contract at the Braves. Mookie's already got it at the Dodgers. Hey, Freeman's about to get another one. I, I I think Freeman will get a big one, but it ain't going to be $300 million. I don't believe. What do you think, like he might. 205, something like that? Yeah, it'll be it'll be large, but it won't be that. He won't be hurting. Trevor, he won't be hurting. That's right. Trevor Story at the Rockies. You got Lindor just signed one at the Mets. You got all these guys. You're gonna get one, right? And then what we're gonna start seeing happen is those contracts. It's just like in football, and I don't agree with it, but it's how it is. In football, if you are a starter on a team and you're up against the contract. It seems like almost every time they become the highest paid player. It's not got anything to do with the fact if they are the best player in the league. It's just, hey, I'm a wide receiver. Another wide receiver just got this contract. I want a million dollars higher. And that's what we do. And that's what's going to happen to baseball. So in 10 years, the Angels may have a full roster of $300 million guys. We don't know. And so they may have a chance to make a run at that time. But right now, it doesn't look good for them. As far as making a long playoff run, pushing and and getting something going. You agree? Agreed. Who do you equate Trout to as far as like a a basketball player? Like somebody that's incredible but just won't have a a ring at the end of his, his career. As far as basketball goes, ooh. Um, like a James Harden, maybe? Maybe a James Harden. Maybe even somebody like a Devin Booker, 
honestly. Mm. Somebody who oh, let's go with Devin Booker because I actually career. really like Devin Booker and I can't stand Harden. I mean, honestly, I mean, do you agree though? I mean, he's he's a guy who is a superstar. Mm-hmm. What about Damian Lillard? Oh, that might be it. Damian Damian Lillard also a superstar that probably won't just because of probably, the division he's in. That's right, and they're not going. They don't have the money to put the guys around him that he okay, needs. I'm going to say Damian. That, that's who I'm going with. And then as far as football, I mean, I guess Dan Marino is the one that comes to mind. Oh, absolutely. You, you got a guy who's just a superstar, super loyal to his team, mm-hmm. and the rest of the team just was never there. And in golf, That's I would exactly. say like Tony Finau. <laughs> yeah, Somebody that yeah, gets yeah. second oh. every tournament, I feel like, man. He, like, yeah, I, it, I don't know if I was talking to you about it or who, who I was talking to. Uh, but, you know, DeChambeau hits the ball so far. But I was, yeah. I was like, I was either, either listening to a podcast or I think I was listening to the uh, Barstool Golf podcast. And right. they, they said that the longest hitter on tour is actually Tony Finau. He just, dude's built like a linebacker. He just doesn't use all of his strength. Like he swings at like eight yeah. percent because he doesn't have the control that Bryson has. Mm-hmm. But they said if he if he uses all of his strength, but he he'll carry the ball three eighty, four hundred. Yeah, and that's what Bryson's yeah. trying to do. But like Finau is just such an athlete. Like they said, he's the best athlete on tour. Yeah, he. I really think he could line up an outside linebacker for somebody. Where DeChambeau is lined up at tight end. Like he's got the grunt, you know, uh, Hulk smash wow. type yeah. thing going on. Finau is and like, man, they said he can dunk. They said he is just an all around athlete. And they said right. when he puts one, it puts his whole body into one, that he'll hit that thing 420, 430. Yeah. And then as far as, you know, you're comparing uh, Trout to other sports figures in NASCAR, it's easy. He's the Mark Martin of NASCAR. Of MLB, excuse me. Uh, Mark Martin was a lifetime great race car driver. Could never get past second place. Could never win a championship. Was always, I think he finished second in points like five times in his career. I mean, it's something crazy. He's also the Oregon Ducks of college. Exactly. Oregon Ducks. Exactly. Oh, and by the way, we didn't mention that in basketball all ago. Their coach, after 11 seasons, went to DePaul. Yeah, what a... Big moves in college basketball. What a time to be alive. So that's – I mean, that's a pretty good breakdown of, of Major League Baseball. Oh, let, uh, who, who's your MVP in the – who's your MVP for the NL? The NL? Uh, I mean, I'm going to sound like such a homer, man. Mookie Betts. I mean, it's Mookie if he gets it going. I, I think I texted you today about Beat the Streak, and did you get a chance to download it? I have not. Well, Beat the Street, for those of you who don't know, it's a free app. This is not an advertisement. I wished it was because it would be wonderful. But Beat the Street is a free app that is put on through Major League Baseball, and I think MGM or somebody like that sponsors it, puts up the money for it. But what you're trying to do is you're trying to beat the, the record for games with a hit, mm-hmm. right? So the record is, what, 55? 56. Okay, it is 56. So you're trying to tie that record. So if you can put together 
a 56-game streak, you can pick up the two players a day. And if you can put together 56 games, you win $5.6 million. So uh, currently, which this is going to end tomorrow because I'm saying this, <laughs> but I'm 2-0. and up. Who did you have today? <laughs> I had Mookie and I had a Kona. I went with big names. I thought it's opening day. You go with two guys who were supposed to come out and get something done. They did. They both got hits. And we move on to day two. So they both have to get hits. Yeah, they, if you pick two guys on the day, you have to get two hits. If you pick just, you can pick just one guy, or you can pick none. You can skip a day; it's fine. Uh, but if you, you know, you can pick one guy, and he has to get a hit. If you don't, your streak is ended. You start back at zero. If you have the two picks, you can obviously they've got to go. Two What's the most you got to get, get a hit? Day? The two, just the two. But I mean, it's it's fun. I mean, it's for free, so it's not like you got to pay anything to download the app or anything. And I've got to I mean, do that. I'm not going to turn down five point six. You know? Yeah, I wish they were our oh. sponsors. That'd be awesome. If I win five point six million, you know, the PB and J will be sponsored by me. Yep. Let's go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's go. And for those of you who are always ball busters when it comes to the lottery, yeah, they're going to take half, okay? Go ahead and get that out of your system. Say that. Go ahead and say it a few times. Get it out of your system. And that way you can come to terms with the fact that you're still going to be taking home like three point something. I mean, you know, 3.1 or whatever it is. I don't know. I'm not doing quick maths now. I'm tired. Um, 2.8, 2. 8, yeah. That's what it is. 2. I don't 8, want to say anything because, like, you're so. the math whiz and I'm – I'm just, I just sit here, man. That's all I do in, in this world is I just sit. You're, but you see what I'm saying, though, right? You, you, you see what I'm saying about the lottery. Like everybody says that. Well, they're going to take half. Okay, okay? well, what, I'm what's sorry. half I'll take my of zero dollars, which you had yesterday? Right. And, oh, by the way, I love this, too. Hey, the lottery's up to $785 million. I'm going to go buy a ticket. Okay, so $25 million wasn't enough for you? Like it wasn't enough to get your two dollar ticket. <laughs> man, it's like hundred ninety two billion dollars over in there in Georgia, man. I I ain't gonna go for anything less than that, man. Right, I'm not gonna go drive the state. You line know, only winning twenty million is not worth my two dollars. Right. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I buy tickets every time I'm anywhere I can. I mean, like I'll t- I'll gladly. Okay, darn. You know, it hit last week. At nine hundred million, and then they started over, and I hit this week, so it was only like three million. Oh, don't! Crap. That's you know going to pay off my house. Fucking <laughs> house you got, but <laughs> and more. Don't okay, get me okay. wrong. I'm just saying, like, like, where, where are you, know, you living at? Like, you moved in there today. Did you make the dangerous Hoover? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Uh, all right, so. Is that all for baseball? You want to move on to NFL, or you want to you got anything um, to say about baseball? My man, we the only difference we had was I went with the Angels randomly for some reason, and I know that's going to be wrong. And that's it. And my NL MVP is Mookie Betts. So, oh yeah, yeah, we forgot to do the AL too. But so yeah, that means right now that everybody needs to go put the house on anybody. I don't really care. like. Is it weird that I don't really care about the AL? I'm, I'm not there. I'm, I'm an, an NL, NL guy, guy, man. I, I yeah. just I know this is weird. Like I know it's weird. Like I really like the DH, but man, I really like. There's something about National League baseball that's just better to me. 
I agree. I like the teams better. I like the style of play better. Uh, I I'm an NL person. Just like I'm, just like in the more. NFL, like I'm an NFC guy. You know, and not yeah. because yeah. like like a, I'm a Cowboys fan, but I just feel like the traditions in the NFC are just so much better to me. I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah. Oh, one last pick. Like, who wins the World Series? That's, pro- that's probably pretty big. Um, it's a big one. This is a big one. Um, I mean, I'm, you're going to be hard-pressed to believe anybody else, but the Dodgers. So. Oh, oh, I like that. I like that a lot. I think this year, though, uh, some things go. I can't pick my team, man. I, I want to so bad, but I don't want to jinx them. So I'm gonna go with the okay. Yankees. I think uh, if anybody, if you want to jinx anybody, it's got to be mm-hmm. the Yankees, right? So there we go. So that wraps up baseball. Let's move on to NFL. The next two topics we really won't spend a ton of time on. We spent a lot on baseball, which was great because it's opening day. But there was some other things that happen around the world and one of those included a 17 game regular season for the Mm -hmm. nfl so i just want to get your take and see what you thought about that extension i know some of the players even some former alabama players went to twitter because they were ticked off because you know their 12 million dollar contracts is just not enough for one more game but um anyways what do you think about 17 i mean i'm gonna watch so I, I feel like the more meaningful football we get, the better. So, as a fan, I love it. Give me more. Yeah, I do too. I I, I think the what more I do football, hate the though is anyways. like I wish there was only one preseason game, two preseason games. Yeah, I think that'll be changed. I think that's coming. I think that. And by the way, the way the NFL does that, and if you're a season ticket holder, you're forced to buy the two home games that you have in the preseason, that's just – that's robbery. That's just crap. Agreed. I don't I like it. it at all. Not that I ever will get to do that. But. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to the final sport of the night, and that is NASCAR, because last weekend we had a race that I wish would have got ran on the times that it was allotted. Unfortunately, a ton of rain came in, but it was still really. So it was a mud track. Unfortunately, you know, yeah, <laughs> that first heat that they ran <laughs> with the trucks it was, was just amazing. I mean, that, you it was embarrassing. It. Honestly, I was like, "What is going on?" It looked like Ricky Bobby when he put the feed nudes on the front of the car. I mean, you just couldn't. Ricky, I can't I'm see anything. coming for you, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was great and you know they announced that they're coming back next spring to race dirt i hope they move the cup guys to saturday night move the trucks or whoever else is going to be running with them at that time to friday night let's have some night races under the lights on the dirt it looked awesome it was a lot of fun and uh, i i liked it i liked it i thought it turned out a lot better than what i was afraid it was going to at the start of the season when we went over all the schedule because I just thought, like, this is going to be Yeah, I thought it was going to be, like, Mickey Mouse racing, honestly. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't. They did a great job. I mean, I thought it was really incredible. I'm all for it. And my guy won, didn't he? Yeah. Joey? Uh, He's not really really my guy. I just just know everybody hates him, so I just like picking on everybody. 
Yeah, I think Joey is pushing uh, Kyle Busch as the most hated. Well, and you know, he circuit. he should have won, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? He's in, he got yeah. second, right? Yep. I know everybody was so upset about that. That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. So this weekend they're off. They move on to Martinsville next week and the uh, tricky – or no, it's the mm-hmm. uh, paperclip. So – should be good there, not racing at Martinsville. So you, I, I heard through the through the rumor mill that you were not a big fan of Martinsville. I think that it is it's really dependent on a few okay. things. One is Goodyear. Goodyear tends to mess with their tires way too much. They like to bring out a new style, a new compound, a new mix every single week. And that just drives me crazy. If you got something working, why change? That's true. Because then you end up with Indianapolis of what 2012 or what it was when they they had to call a competition caution every ten laps because the tires were just falling apart. But you really mess with the the style of racing, and sometimes you get to Martinsville, and it's the way Bristol used to be before they went to the increased banking, where you only have one line. And it's just mm-hmm. bumper to bumper. Everybody's in a line, single file. And if you ever were to get pushed out on the outside line, you just went from first to 40th just because you can't get back in line. And I hated right. that. Now, they have put together a package. NASCAR has put together a few packages over the years where they came and they actually set up a second line. And it allowed you to race a higher line on the track. Or you could hug that, that curb at the bottom. And um, you, you created two lines of racing, which makes it more competitive. You got more chances to pass, obviously. And I do like that. But if we're going back to the single, it's all according. I don't know what kind of package they're taking with them to Martinsville. And we'll just have to well, see. Who, who's your winner? Yeah. This week? Or, or next well, week? Who wins Martinsville? Uh, probably... You know, Brad hadn't had a good year. I think Denny is right there on the edge. I'm going Chase Elliott. Let's go with Denny Hamlin. Chase Chase is good at Mars. Well, he gets a lot of clocks. I'm I'm going Chase Elliott. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's a good pick. So, So, that wraps up the sports portion of the podcast. What about a few facts? Is it me or you? Sure, I'll I'll throw my little one in there, pal. So how many offensive linemen do you think have been named the MVP of the NFL or the AP Offensive Player of the Year? Oh, wow. I would Zero is the correct answer. No offensive lineman has ever been named the MVP of the NFL or the AP Offensive Player of the Year. You, sir, win a cookie. That I will give to you next time <laughs> we are together. We see each other. So that's total trash, to be honest with you. And this is from a lineman, a, a once time offensive lineman. But I'm sorry, but there's, uh, I don't like I mean, I, I, I don't thought like it, Cody. The, I, I think, you know, I know he couldn't help it, but Ryan Kelly with the Colts a couple years ago was the best lineman in football. Well, they're paying yeah, him they're, for they're it. They're paying him for sure. it. They're, uh, you know, he's the highest, highest paid center. But, I mean, I thought, now. like, watching it, most of their games, I was like, man, not only is he just 
the best lineman in the NFL right now. I, he might he might be the best player right now. You know, one guy though I really think was I mean he was obviously huge for us as far as a leader and a player, but just really broke my heart on how he turned out in the NFL. Fluker was oh, Barrett Jones. I thought that Barrett Jones, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but the NFL, they restrict even positions, how many players you can take with you on a roster. And a lot of times your NFL teams on on the road will only take two extra linemen, right? So you have your starting five, and then you have two guys who are backups in case of injuries. Well, as many positions as Barrett Jones played well, not in college, just really, I mean, he really was an All-American at. at three different positions. Right. Senior guard and tackle, I just he thought did it all. This guy, yeah, I thought this guy is going to be one of those that you hear of 15 years from now who is finally retiring and never started. But he was on a team every year because, dang it, he could play any position, and why not have him as a backup just so that no matter who gets hurt, well, you can why stick somebody didn't he? That's so weird. I don't know. He just got to the NFL and, and just fell apart. And and he had – I mean, he had so much talent at multiple positions, and I thought his senior year, I was like, he's going to make a ton of money as a backup and never even have to step on the field unless somebody gets hurt and be in the league for well, what's crazy 15 years. is, just, you know, I'm not being funny when I say that. He is the most decorated player in Alabama football history until Devontae Smith. Like, he won so many awards at Alabama. Until Smitty got – until Smitty this year, you know, every time he'd come on the roundtable, they'd always introduce him as the most decorated player in Alabama history, and people laugh at that. But there was nothing funny about Barrett Jones at Alabama. I mean, he was, you know, three-time All-American at three different positions. I mean, that's just unheard of. And finally publicly stood up to a quarterback – I mean, like, yeah, he was I mean, my hero. Not that, you know, yeah. AJ was uh, – hey, I'm sure AJ was so pleasant all the time to be around. Oh, yeah. You know he was. I love Barrett Jones. I, I don't think know. he's I, I just, incredible. I think he's uh, – I do I thought – I'm with you. I was like, he might have one of those Matt Castle careers, you know, just to back up all the time. Exactly. <clears throat> Yeah, and just travels and, and is always on a team. He gets cut from this team, and next thing you know, a day later, he's on another team because they see the value in the fact that he can play any position. Well, he just didn't. Just I know didn't you, you, you can't just ask a person, hey, why didn't you do good in the NFL? Like, I want to be like, was it a, <laughs> a physical thing? Because he's obviously really incredibly smart, you know? Like, it – that's yeah. all oh, to yeah, me. It, it, he must just not have had it physically. Like he must not have been strong enough, or some something happened that you know maybe it was injuries. Something you was know? off. Could have been. Could have absolutely been injuries. I don't. That know, is the, it's, it's another one was DJ that. Fluker. I mean, just how big that man was. I was like, yeah. oh, there's, you know, how could you not want him on your team? But I mean, he's obviously had a way better career than. And Barrett did, but yeah, I mean, part of I think part of DJ's problem was that when he got to San Diego, he gets out there and King Dunlap is the starter, and and King was a king. I mean, he was just he was dominant in his position. It put Fluker at the right tackle, 
and it kind of threw him off. He was used to playing left tackle, and he just – I don't know. It's like it just didn't well, work out I, like the way I don't know if you've seen Fluker lately, but he's got like – he's like got a six-pack and everything, man. He looks he looks like uh, oh, the Incredible Hulk. I'm not even kidding. Like he – I'm like, when I saw him, I was like, who is – oh, my God. That's – he's like 285, <laughs> man. And he's just all right. all muscle, man. It, it was very strange. I don't I don't know if he's mm. wanting to join the WWE or what, but <laughs> he probably could. I mean, he just wouldn't know when to stop. <laughs> so that was a really good fact. I wish that would change. Honestly, I think it should because there are really good offensive linemen out there that nobody ever even hears of because they're not a quarterback or a receiver or whatever. I don't care. So. My fact, we go off the grid a little bit, and we go with something that I've seen, that you've seen your entire life on cartoons and such, and that is Disney characters wearing gloves. Do you know why so many Disney Wait, characters now, wear what, gloves? what now? Explain. So, Disney characters in general, Mickey like Mouse. Mickey Mouse. You, he has on gloves, right? Yes. Do you know why he wears gloves? And so many other Disney characters wear gloves. Don't tell me. Is it <laughs> why? It's really simple. It's really simple, and I never thought about it, but it's really simple. Why? So supposedly, that is the hardest part of any characterization to animate, and. Walt Disney himself could not draw hands that would look functional in animation, and nobody on his team could. So they came up with the idea of putting gloves on them so it's a simpler, there's no knuckles, none of that, and it makes the animation look more fluid. And I've never thought of it. It does. But it makes sense. And I'll be honest, I have never thought of that one time. I just like, oh, they must be cold. (laughs) <laughs> they're wearing uh you know like donald just top but he's got gloves. That's just classy <laughs> it's cold i'm gonna try that like with Brooke. i'm just gonna wear gloves one day <laughs> that's just my, gonna be my wardrobe <laughs> just get, just, just, whoa oh whoa whoa whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> all right so there's your fact for facts for the week Let's get into a uh, the little known thing that we do here on the PB and J, and that is another. Can way I, to can I suggest egg. a way to do an egg? Yeah, I bet it's got to yeah, do with uh, that's all I was going to say. So that, I mean, I do an Easter egg. <laughs> yeah, so Easter eggs are what, Cody? They are boiled. Yes, we're looking that. for boiled. Okay, so boiled eggs. This dish includes boiling long enough for the yolk to become solid, hard-boiled, or just long enough to become, that word, egg white, salt, and solidified. (laughs) Spell it. Spell the word you're trying to say, Clay. I don't want to. I'm I'm here for that, though, so do it. A-L-B-A-L-B-U-M-I-N. Album? (laughs) Album? I don't know how to say Uh, Sure. So a similar result may be achieved by steaming the eggs rather than boiling. So there you go, folks. It's Easter weekend. We're going to teach you how to boil an egg. 
Here, we're going to tell you about boiled eggs. That's what it is. So that's another way to cook an egg this week. So how about uh, some rapid Everybody's fire favorite. <laughs> it really is. I, I get the most comments on the rapid fire. I'm like, you know, we talked about part of sports. Eighty nine percent we've ever talked about. And like, I <laughs> always least. get questions yeah. about like, you really do this or why? No, you didn't. That's not really you. Like that was a lie. <laughs> like. I even get those questions when we get guests. Like, P. Shook was on, and I had somebody at work was like, hey. So, when he answered about this, and I go, all right. So, did you did you hear him talk about basketball or anything else we talked? No, just the, <laughs> the rapid fire. Like, you know who P. Shook is, right? Like, <laughs> he's worked with really, really famous people. <laughs> you know that worldwide company called SiriusXM? Yeah, he's but, yes, pretty Let's talk about his opinion so... <laughs> on daffodils. <laughs> exactly. So, here's number one. What is the longest you have gone without sleep and why? Hmm. Let's see. I don't know. Probably one of them times that where you would stay up for New Year's and play games forever, and then it would be time to watch football games, and you'd just stay up for another 20 hours. <laughs> so probably one of those times where I just watch <laughs> where I just watch sports continually after playing games all night. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That's that's good. Mine came with work. So uh, when I was in uh, Texas, we were we had from August first, or excuse me, from May first to August thirty first, we had one day of rain <laughs> the entire summer. Mm-hmm. But when that came, it was eight and a half inches of rain. Okay, so it came a flood. I thought, you know, it's one of those when you look outside, you see animals living two by two. Like it was bad. All right. So that it rained all day long. About 11 o'clock, I was in the bed, only had, you know, hour, hour and a half of sleep. And I get a phone call. And that phone call, I will never forget on the other end, was a guy screaming that the building was going to fall apart flooding. And so I was in the constructing business at that time. So I go up there and what had happened, what had happened was we were actually remodeling a a building, a a three-story building. And the roofing had been done a couple days before. So they get done with the roofing and you know, there's, there's these things called roof drains, right? So, there's like one every 20 square feet or something like that in nature. I mean, these, these things are pretty often, but they mm-hmm. collect all the water, take them down, blah, blah, blah. Somehow, each one of them was stopped what? up with a Gatorade bottle from the roofing crew. I don't know why anybody would think that was a good idea. If it was malicious, what? I don't know. It happened. So eight and a half Gatorade inches bottle. of rain collected on top of this. Gatorade bottles. They would just get done with them, stick them down the drain, and walk off. And what that did, believe it or not, I can't believe this happened, stop the water from Seems flowing, like correct, right. right? So add eight and a half inches of water to that, and your formula looks terrible. All three <laughs> floors were flooded. I mean, just ceiling just trash. Did so, you cry? <laughs> I worked with a shop vac. 
I should have. <laughs> Instead, I was really ticked off. But a shuttlevac, what's that going to do? Twenty hours. A shuttlevac. I mean, dude, there was like science equipment in this building. There was things that did not get need to get wet, and you know just as well as I do how academia is, and teachers coming in and saying, "Oh, I can't get this experiment wet," and then turn around walking out. So I had to try and get everything dry before you know that. Me and about three others had shot backs and worked for 20 hours straight and could not get it to slow down. I mean, it was just, it was bad. And that was actually going up and pulling the Gatorade bottles out of the drains. No, because I couldn't tell who actually did it, to be honest with you. I mean, we don't know how long it had been like that. I mean, my God, it was West Texas. We don't know how long it had been since it rained. (laughs) You know, it was was a bad So It had to be like they knew what they were doing. I feel like that too. They were just being malicious and uh, messed how things much, up. But how that's much what money did that cost, like so, damage wise? Honestly, I couldn't even tell you. Uh, I I didn't touch the funds and and the how much you, the yes. bookkeeping of that. Like how, it was it's probably oh my probably god because the million. Gatorade bottles. Oh of about four Gatorade bottles. Yep. <sighs> It's a big deal, <laughs> big big deal. I mean, it was it was quite a problem. So uh, yeah, I mean, it it literally caused damage in a roughly a hundred and sixty thousand square foot building, and it caused damage on every floor. Big deal. So number two, what is something you collect? Hmm. Or I guess you could say something you have collected or collect now, past, present, whatever. Or even future I mean, if you want to start collecting. Ball cards. Yeah, that's mine too. That was, you know, you've got sons and I've got one and uh, I've, I've had baseball cards. I've, I've bought some recently and it's, I just really hope that that's a uh, thing that gets passed down and and that interest is is just as strong with with the next generation of this. Now it's it a collection, me. but for sure, like I have so many Alabama shirts. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a collection, collection obsession. Yeah, and it, I've got a ton of hats too. Like I love <laughs> hats. Like um, I love hats and I love shoes and like I really love hats. Like. I don't think there's a day goes by where I, I don't wear a hat. So, but that I like for Christmas, like I always want at least one new hat. And to be fair, I usually want one new pair of shoes for Christmas too. So, mm. so yours, yours is ball cards too. All right. So, yeah, specifically yeah. Uh, baseball cards. You know, I'm. As a kid, I collected all three. Uh, I collected basketball, baseball, football. Honestly, now it's more baseball. Yeah, baseball. So, last question of the night. We've drawn this out pretty long, and I think this is a good way to wrap it up. Do you like to sing, Cody, yeah. like karaoke? Okay. Okay. I'm just making sure. What song would you sing? If somebody, and I'm talking about the first song that comes to mind, 
If somebody Wait, came what? and put a gun to your head. If you it's very simple. Wait, if so somebody had a gun to my head? <laughs> right. If, and if I gotta get every word said, right. Like right now. You gotta go right now. What would you get? I, I don't know why First I thought this, but I could break your heart. <laughs> nice. I don't know. I, nice. I just it just came to me. I was like, "Oh, you can break your heart." No, that's just long I'd say. When I move, you move. move, just like that. When I move, you move. <laughs> hey, DJ, bring that I back. Don't know why? But I mean, that does sound fun. See? That sounds way both. more fun. Well, Cody, I had a good time. I know <laughs> they everybody did, else did too. God bless this one. They had a blast. So, <laughs> thanks for everybody listening, Cody. What do we mess with, and what we, we do we not? We don't mess with horses. Well, that's the end of the episode. I hope you liked it. Hopefully, you'll subscribe to the podcast, whether wherever you get your podcast from, Spotify, Apple, Google, anywhere you get your podcast, make sure you subscribe. That way you can send it over to your friends and they can take a listen. Also, hit us up on Twitter. We love some feedback. We love the conversation. So hit us up on Twitter at PBJPod. You know, we really appreciate that you took the time out of your busy day to listen to us. Hopefully you agree with some of the stuff we said. Maybe you disagree with some of the stuff we said. But most importantly, you enjoyed the episode. And if that's the case, we'll see you soon. Thanks. Thanks.